I've been trying to get out of that mindset because they are selling. So I do need to upgrade. Hello, listeners. Thanks for tuning into SOS, a live call-in help show with me, your host, Sonia Rasula. Over the past decade, I've run not one, but three million-dollar businesses, including Unique Markets, which is probably what I'm best known for. And Forbes just named me the millionaire maker for my work helping founders and emerging new brands. In each episode, I take a deep dive into a small biz owner's biggest pain point to help them move forward and to help you and your business move forward. Get ready for some pretty hardcore real talk and tangible advice as I answer questions live in real time. Hashtag awkward. Listen, this podcast exists because most businesses won't make it to three years. And I've witnessed so many entrepreneurs and creatives fail because of tiny mistakes that could have been prevented. If I can make it, I know you can too. And I know that you can have long-term success. I don't want you to make the same mistakes that I made. So let me give you all the tea and all the shortcuts. Tune in weekly as I help business owners face their shit. Today's guest is Crystal Flores, founder of Soy Latina Candles. She makes luxury, non-toxic home and beauty products, including candles, perfumes, and body oils. And she wants my help with her email marketing strategy, scared to scare people off with too many emails. Girl, we have all been there. But in typical SOS fashion, I first bring her attention to something completely different that I think is hindering her success. While her branding is excellent with a very polished website and great design, in all of the photos, her product packaging doesn't match the elevated feel of the brand. In fact, you can see some of the labels are peeling off the products. I give Crystal advice on how to shift from looking homemade to looking fabulous and help her open up her mindset from small business to big business. Welcome to the show, Crystal. I'd love for you to tell everyone more about yourself and your brand. My name is Crystal Flores. I am the founder of Soy Latina Candles. Soy Latina Candles is a non-toxic home and body brand rooted in self-care. Our fragrances are created to evoke emotion and feeling, and that is reflected in the names of our products. You have me intrigued. So if you can maybe give an example of one of your favorite products and the name, just so people can kind of understand the mood behind your brand too. Yes. Um, My name is Soy Latina Candles, but I also sell other products like perfume and body oils and room sprays. One of my best-selling room sprays is called Tranquilidad, which is tranquility. And it smells like lavender, eucalyptus, and cedar. And I wanted this combination because I feel like some lavender scents just smell like too much lavender and doesn't really smell as well. So I wanted to balance it with the wood, woodsy scents and add the cedar. I love it. I am with you. I do love it, but sometimes I find like lavender and just a lot of scent companies, they're very heavy on the florals just mentioned cedar and I love cedar. So love that. 
Thank you. Okay, so you started less than two years ago. So you're just in your puppy years, basically. (laughs) Yes. And you hand make everything here in Los Angeles. And currently you sell online and you sell to some stores, I believe, too? Yes. I have a few wholesalers and a few consignment. And I also do pop-ups and workshops. Amazing. What are the workshops? Like candle making or? Yes, I've done candle making workshops and perfume making workshops. Ooh, that sounds really cool. Like a perfume making. I would love that myself. Thank you. (laughs) So I know you've got some very specific questions, which I love. I know that you wanted to get some more information and advice around email marketing, which I think is so smart. And you are the first person this season to ask about it, which is shocking. Um, And I'm so glad that you want to kind of dive into that because I truly believe that that can propel someone's business. And it's something that so few new entrepreneurs think about because they just think about like TikTok and Instagram. Like I have to be on social. I have to be on social. But social doesn't really sell anything per se for most people. And email marketing helps so much in building a brand and an audience that you can communicate with whenever you want to. Whereas like, you know, on social, you can put something out there, but the algorithms may not show it to people. Your hands are literally tied. (laughs) Yes. So I want to dive into email marketing and helping you really learn how to grow your business best and how to represent your business. But in typical SOS fashion, I have something that I really want to talk to you about. And I know this is going to come out of left field, but I really want to dig into your packaging a little bit because I think there are some inconsistencies and I would love to help tighten that for you because as you are trying to get into more markets, as you're approaching retailers to wholesale, and as you are going out there into the world more and more with this product, I want to see if we can hone some of those details for you. Okay. That sounds great. Let me say the perfumes, the rollers, the candles, I would say it's a very elevated, minimal look. So beautiful and chic. Like the one word that I would probably use would be chic. It's all natural. There's no color. So the branding is very like all of the labels are on kind of ivory cream paper. The printing is all plain black. There's a font that's used that's very cursive and very kind of old fashioned and beautiful and elegant. So that's what you should think when you're thinking about the brand, everyone who's listening. If you're thinking of a a photo, it's like a beautiful glass perfume bottle with this cursive font on simple paper on a brass tray with like a pearl necklace next to it. Like that's how like I picture in my head. That's the aesthetic. Am I wrong? (laughs) Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. I have been intentional. I do create my labels and I print them from home. Yes. I do want to change that and it's been on my to-do list actually. Okay. Then see, this is perfect. This is kismet. I am now looking at your beautiful website. And by the way, your website is beautiful too. For everyone listening, it's soylatinacandles.com. Did you build this yourself? Yes. I, I use Shopify. But you did all of this yourself? Yes. Great job. Thank you. Do you have a background in design or? No, I don't. Wow. I'm so impressed right now because 
you are a very good student then. Like you study well, I think, and you're curious because your homepage is beautiful. All of the colors that you went with and like Shopify makes it so easy to build websites, but like the colors that you chose for the background, for the fonts, for the headlines, it perfectly matches your brand. So kudos to you. But I wanted to talk about the packaging because one of the things that we really examine at Unique Markets when we're curating and accepting sellers is pricing, product, packaging. We really look at everything. And one of the things that I noticed when looking at your products was that it seemed like the labels were a little inconsistent. And this is the thing that I never know if someone is using like an AI tool where they're just like putting a fake label on like a photo that already exists, which does happen now in the world. And so, you know, we have to think about that first. And I can tell no, that these are in fact your photos and your products, but the labels as buttoned up as your brand is and your website When it came to the packaging, which really comes down to the labels, I found like an inconsistency that to me looked more on the amateur side, which I thought was interesting because everything else you do is very like up here on a professional scale and like you do everything so well. So I'm curious, can you walk me through like I'll click on this one photo here, which is of a candle and you can see on the photo that like the label is kind of bubbling and peeling a bit. So I'm curious, are you literally printing each label and are you cutting these or are they already labels that exist? I print them, but for this example, it's not an updated one because I've changed the font where you see the script. Yep. I've changed it. So I haven't changed all my photos, but for the label specifically, the size is too big and I need a smaller one. So that's why it looks like that at the top. Exactly. Okay. I love that you know this already. So I'm glad that I'm not having to like break your heart. Okay, good. (laughs) (laughs) So were these already pre-sized labels or were you using a full sheet of sticky paper and just cutting it? So this one was a pre-made label that I just printed. But for another photo with the perfume sprays, I do cut it, which you probably noticed. Yes. Okay. Yes. This is making me very happy. And for everyone listening, I'm so happy that we're having this conversation because everyone calls in and they all want to know, how can I get more followers? How can I I be better on Instagram? I don't know if we've really gone deep about packaging or labels. And I'm, I'm a nerd about this stuff. So I'm really excited to be talking with you and helping educate all the listeners out there about this stuff. So Her labels, like I said earlier, are beautiful. You know, they're on a simple ivory colored paper. And again, your font choices are great. Like they're just beautiful. But on the candles, so a candle jar, let's say, clearly the entire glass vessel is not flat. And so her labels were too big. So at the top of the label where the jar would start to curve in, obviously that label is not going to fit perfectly and stay flat. And that's what we're talking about here. So the label would be on the candle, but it would look kind of bubbly or like it was peeling off at the top and the bottom. You started where you started and now you've been doing this for more than a year and it's time to change the labels up. Now, here's what I'm going to say. Most people, when they get started, 
they go to a, a store, like an office store, buy labels and use their home printer to print on them. Why wouldn't you do that? It's the easiest. It's like, <laughs> what I'm going to say, especially in the world that you are working in, is that these are paper labels. So the second someone gets, let's say, perfume, like they use the perfume roller, they roll it on their hands, and then there's some of the perfume on their fingerprint or what have you, and they touch the label, it imprints on it. And then also, if I bought one of your candles, I would probably put it in my bathroom where, you know, it gets steamy in the bathroom, like the condensation from the shower. So I bought products before that have labels like this. And I can't tell because after a period of time, the ink has like smudged and faded. And I can love that candle to death. And I'm like, I don't know who to buy this candle from again because the label has melted literally from being in my bathroom. So I just wanted to mention to you because most of your products are in that kind of beauty wellness category that getting labels printed that have like a UV coating or something so that the ink isn't going to like rub off. Because I can tell, is this a problem you experience when you're putting the labels on sometimes? It's so interesting that you bring it up because last weekend I had a pop-up and it was 12 hours and towards the night it became humid. So then some of my labels, they did start to bubble up and it was my first time seeing that from the humidity. Okay. So I'm so glad to be talking to you about this because listen, one of my dear, dear friends has a perfume line. Her labels were exactly like yours. They were on plain paper. And it's funny, but she had never like had products sitting around in her bathroom the way mine is. And so I said, I don't know if anyone else has ever told you this, but your label melted. Like all the information just melted off the label. And she was like, no, no one's ever told me that. But she had never thought about it. So I'm glad you had that experience at that pop-up. So here's what I want to say. Most people, when they start a business, they go to the store, they buy the labels, they print them at home, call it a day. What most people don't realize is that you can get very custom labels printed from any old printer. You know, you can use Vistaprint, for instance, and get labels made. And they may have set sizes, but they should have custom sizes too. And if you don't want to use a Vista print, for instance, and you really just want labels and things, you know, maybe you use, you can look into next day flyers, you printing. There's a bunch of websites out there where they're kind of just doing paper products. You should customize your labels. So don't buy off the shelf because I can tell for these rollers. And again, the label is so beautiful. Like the font, I just love it. But when we look at this photo together of this roller, I can tell this paper is a nightmare for you to figure out. This is the time for you to make the leap. I want you to measure exactly the width and exactly when you roll it around the roller, like what is the ideal size for you so that it either rolls around the whole thing and sticks or you have a little space on the bottle and it's just around. Measure exactly what you want that label to be and invest in doing those. And when you get into large numbers, like when you get into printing like a thousand labels, which may sound shocking to you, (laughs) you're like a thousand perfume labels. It's so cheap. It's so much cheaper. It will shock you compared to buying like packs of labels and the printer ink 
And the other thing is small business owners tend not to buy in bulk because they're like, ooh, I don't want to spend that money. And also a thousand labels. I don't know if I can do that. And it's like, no, you need a thousand labels because you're going to need to make a thousand rollers. So I would say do that for every single one of your products. The candles, because it's a very specific jar, the rollers, your perfume bottles, just measure the exact size that you want and custom order them. And I guarantee you it's going to be cheaper than you think. And it'll be so much better because they'll be professionally printed and perfect. And you're going to put them on each product and they're never going to like peel up. They're never going to do anything. But the biggest takeaway here is that that ink is going to rub off eventually, you know, and no one's going to be able to remember where they bought the perfume from. Like, oh my God, this is my favorite perfume. And now I can't remember who made it. That's true. I didn't want to purchase them in bulk because I was nervous about not selling. So that's why I wasn't doing it before. But now I've been trying to get out of that mindset because they are selling. So I do need to upgrade. Yeah, I think it's a really interesting mindset that every single person has. You know, you're not alone in this. In the, There's a fear of... Can I be that successful? Do I really need a thousand labels right now? No, but it's yes. And especially if it saves you money, but it's this nervousness for most small business owners where their mindset is thinking too small instead of big and like thinking plentiful. So obviously I want you to order a thousand roller labels because eventually you're going to blow through them and be like, I'm so glad that I ordered those thousand. Also, it saves you time and it's more efficient. I have faith in you. You need those labels and you're just going to be happy in six months from now when you're still like, oh, I'm so glad I have these labels and I don't have to like think about them. Yes. With my labels, they're a textured label. They're not just a flat paper. So then if I get that texture printed, it would still solve the problem, right? Of it bubbling up. Yes. Okay. So PF Candle Co., are you familiar with their candles? Yes. Okay. So the label looks like craft paper, but it's not. It's craft paper because at the beginning, that's how Kristen did it. She bought labels from... Avery, you know, like the ones that you just run through your at-home printer. She bought the craft paper labels. So that's how she did it. When they started to really grow the company, obviously those labels were not going to cut it and are actually quite expensive per label when you when you start to do the math. But the aesthetic, they were already known for. So it's not like they could just start printing on like plain white paper, right? So you can purchase, you know, like a texture online and you can make the paper look like it has that texture. You can in fact buy very 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 high res photos of the exact type of paper which is a linen textured paper that you're using. There are photos that you can buy if you've never heard of creativemarket.com. I buy fonts on there, I buy overlays like things that will make it look like there's like plastic on top of a graphic that I'm designing. So you can go on there and just type like paper texture, you know, and you purchase it, the high res file for like $15 or whatever it is. That's what you're going to put on top of your graphic design for those labels. The labels themselves are going to be flat. There's obviously not going to be texture on them. 
Although you can find printers that will print on textured, but I think it's more the aesthetic of that is what you're going for because, and I know the aesthetic of matte, beautiful textured matte paper is what brings the elegance and the chicness that I talked about. That's just fashion. But the function is that you want the label to not melt and buckle and you want the ink on it to stay on it a year later so that people can always know exactly who they bought the candle from and repurchase from you. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Just fake the texture on the label. You'll be going with labels that will not melt, which is very exciting. This episode of SOS is brought to you by Constant Contact, an easy-to-use digital marketing platform designed specifically for small business owners like you. With Constant Contact, you can grow your list, send emails and text messages, manage your social accounts and events, and get more done in less time with our AI and automation tools. Constant Contact makes it easy to attract the right people, engage more customers, and grow your business all under one roof. And now, you can get up to 40% off the same email and digital marketing tools used by Sonia and the Unique Markets team for life. Head to constantcontact.com slash unique to get started and access your lifetime discount. That's constantcontact.com slash unique. What I want to get into now is, in fact, email marketing. And I'm so glad that you asked about it because I really do think most people underestimate what email marketing does. You specifically asked, which I love, how many is too many? Like, I don't want to annoy people and have them unsubscribe. So what do you think you need help with when it comes to email marketing? Aside from the, like, I don't want to annoy people and make them unsubscribe. So there's two different types. I would say, where we have our sequence when someone makes a purchase and to ask for a review. And I know that some people ask for that multiple times or they'll have an incentive. I just have it so that it asks one time, but I don't have a lot of reviews, even though I receive a lot of DMs telling me that they love my products. Mm -hmm. That's something that I need help with is the reviews, but I don't want to ask too many times. And then people will get annoyed. Yeah. And then there's also the types of emails where we send it to everyone. And I don't want to come off as too salesy where it's annoying because I should also have other content that they can consume that is not just, oh, buy, purchase, 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 which I do have, but I just feel overwhelmed about creating the emails and sending them and how often... I should do that. Okay. We'll get into all of this stuff. Currently, how often do you send emails? I send emails inconsistently. I would say it's probably about twice a month. Okay. Oh, girl, you're doing pretty good then. Let me say, because most people, when I hear, oh, it's inconsistent, usually it's like, I'll send one in February and then again in July. (laughs) (laughs) So good for you, first of all. I love that you take your business so seriously that you already also know that there's those two different types of emails. There's an exchange with a customer when they purchase something. And then for your subscriber list, your general list, you're sending about two emails a month. Yes. Okay. And currently 
usually it's product based in those emails or like it's a sale or a product or something like that, but not maybe necessarily storytelling or content. I would say that it's not really storytelling, but sometimes I'll send an email saying, I'm going to be doing a workshop or I'm going to be here. This is my schedule. Yeah. That is not what I consider storytelling that would still fall under the kind of like sales, like, you know, here's how you can interact with me. So when it comes to emails, the gut instinct that every single human being has, including all of us entrepreneurs, is am I bothering people by sending this? And it's this insecurity that just eats away at us, right? Because like, we want to be liked. We want to be popular and you're scared of being like, am I too pushy? My answer to that is 100% no. Unless a brand emails me so often that I'm just like, I can't deal with this. I don't unsubscribe from anything. So don't feel insecure or nervous about emailing often, like even if you were to email once a week. Now, granted, your brand is small. I don't think there's a reason to email once a week. I like this every other week idea. And to be perfectly honest, I can even see a world in which you have a monthly, very consistent, a monthly newsletter. So it lands in people's inboxes the same kind of day every month. And then once in a while, you sprinkle in these other emails like, here is my holiday market schedule. Come see me in person. But don't be nervous about emailing too often because the other thing is that like, what is different about social media and email marketing is your email actually makes it into people's inboxes. When you're on Instagram or TikTok, you're like putting content out into the world, pressing that button and being like, I don't know who's going to see it, but I'm assuming people are going to see it, but I don't actually know. Emails go directly into people's inboxes. I can read the subject line. I can see who it's from. And if the subject line attracts me, I open it. I don't have to open it. Like I can choose to interact with it. That's your goal as a brand is to consistently show up in people's inboxes so they remember your name. They may be busy one morning. They're scrolling through their emails. Today is not the day. They're not going to open that email. But you know what? The next one they will because they remember who you are. And also it's about subject line writing. And I think that everyone should take the time, even if it's just an hour, but take the time to really do a deep dive on the internet of like, subject line writing, good subject lines. And like, I don't know Clavio because I work with Constant Contact, so I don't know them that well, but Constant Contact has like AI to help you with that. I'm sure all of, you know, your email platform has the same thing. I would really highly recommend going in there and just playing around with subject lines and seeing what they recommend. They're the experts. So I would say spend some time on subject line writing And I don't know if you've used AI yet for writing. I use Canva for design with my whole team. Canva has this new service. It's like Magic Write. And it's kind of like Microsoft Word. You're creating Word documents, basically. But you can give it prompts. I will give it prompts like 10 great email subject lines for buying tickets to an event. And I'll press enter and see what it comes up with. It is scary how good 
it's scouring the internet. It's scouring all the information. And so I like to say AI is a place to jump off from. I will use AI to show me all of those subject lines. I'm never going to use them word for word, but I'm going to get ideas from them. Search subject lines and get really good at knowing how to capture people's attentions in like six words or less, which is basically what you have. The other question that you had about emails was also like the content side of things for newsletters. So, so far, I have a feeling you already know what you're doing when it comes to putting in the kind of shop-based and product-based information in those emails. It also already sounds like you've graduated to understanding, like telling people when you're going to be doing markets, which is amazing. So many small business owners do not send an email like that out, which to me is very interesting because it's like, these are your customers. These are people who already know you and your brand. I'm sure they'd love to come out and support you. But the storytelling aspect you need to dig into, especially with your background, your culture, why you do what you do. The About Us page is very small on your website. (laughs) I'm just going to go there. (laughs) It has some really good information here. You donate a portion of each purchase to some charities. This is really important information. And I think the thing that separates small businesses so often from larger ones, like this is why people would buy a candle from you as opposed to going to Target and buying a candle. What's interesting is like you don't put yourself on this page and this is 100%. You are the thing that separates you from everyone else. So I would encourage you to put some photos up there I would encourage you to get professional photos of yourself. If you're uncomfortable with that, which a lot of people are, then have it be of you making products, like putting a label onto something or pouring a candle. You have to tell a story and evoke a mood similar to the way that you evoke moods through fragrance. You have to do it here about you. So I'd say blow that up and then relate it to the email marketing piece, which is when people purchase from you, obviously they're going to hear great, you know, thank you for shopping with me, the things on the way. I think occasionally within that series, if you haven't done this already, you should have more information about you. I do have a founder section, but it's not combined with the about us on my website. Yeah, I noticed that. So it should be because most people are going to click on about us. So I'd say combine those. But then, yeah, within your emails, do you talk about yourself or the brand at all? Or is it very transactional? On my emails, I haven't really talked about me. But for example, the reason why we donate to Ronald McDonald House is because I've stayed at two when my son was born in the NICU and he had open heart surgery. So then we stayed two months. And then when I sponsored a meal in June, I sent an email about that. But I'm not consistently talking about it. Interesting. So you've talked about it to your email list. Even if you do it just once, you've done it, but you don't tell more of that story here. Yeah, it's in the founder one. I think I put it in there. I'm not sure. Uh, No, I didn't. Yeah, the founder one is still so short and small. Okay, combine these two with about us. And you know, again, it's the same way we do it on Unique Markets. And a lot of larger brands do this. You have your history of the company and then you keep scrolling and then there's the founder. So you can combine them that way. But this aspect I find really interesting in part of your story 
a little deeper than what's here. And I would encourage sharing that a little bit more because it's it's a way that people can connect with you. And definitely in the series of emails. So here's the thing, you know, when someone purchases from you, they get this email. Within that series, you need to have an email that tells more of your story. And it could be that first one. That's the thank you, we're getting your order ready or whatever language you have on that first email. You should also at the bottom of that email have like, here's a little bit more about me and why your purchase means so much. They now know your story. They're not just buying a candle. Now what you've done is they have personal and emotional information that connects with them. And they're going to talk about it when they get that candle, when someone comes to their house and they're like, oh, I like this candle. They're going to, oh my gosh, the woman that made it, da, 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 da. And like, that's how a brand gets built. That's so true. I didn't think about adding that. Yeah. And I love this, the photo that you have on the founder page. So yes, let's combine those two pages, get it on the about us right away. That makes your navigation a little smaller too, which is great. We're kind of out of time. So I'm curious if you have any other specific question that you wanted to ask before we wrap up. Do you think that if I ask for a review more than once, that that wouldn't be annoying to customers? (laughs) So there's a reason why you've noticed other companies do it multiple times (laughs) because people never do anything that they're asked to do. (laughs) So you do have to ask multiple times. I would say for me, I think two is enough. And then you know, okay, you know what? They're not. But I also think that in the email that's the thank you email, you know, they get that series. And so eventually in that series, they're getting one that asks for a review. Maybe after two weeks, you ask again for a review. I would also say you figure out how to ask people for reviews that isn't part of that chain. If people do seem to be DMing you a lot, I would say maybe one of the links on your Instagram, when people click the link, you know, leave a review. You also have to educate people. So like as a small business owner, if you did a post that said like, please leave a review or like, here's why your review makes such an impact on my business. And someone was scrolling Instagram and they saw that. I think most people would pause to read it because they're like, oh, wait, what? And you just help explain like, you know, reviews help me because people visiting my website see that it's like a trusted product and a trusted business. If you take the time to leave a review, it really makes a big impact on my business. And then the last part of the review thing is, yes, you do sometimes just have to like entice people. So what can you do to have people leave a review and think about it? Maybe it's a discount. Maybe it's a special gift. What is what is the value exchange for you and to try to entice them? And then my last thought is on your normal emails, you could think about having some buttons at the bottom of every single email. One, can you take them off to shop, like shop online now? Another one could be leave a review. Another one could be like more about the charities we donate to. But like you could have a string of buttons that are always at the bottom of every email. And that might bring more reviews too. Yes, that's a great idea. Thank you so much. Well, I think that's everything. Thank you. That was very helpful. Thank you so much for having me. Today's top takeaways are number one, your product packaging is just as important as the product itself. 
don't limit yourself by thinking too small. Homemade labels are okay to start with, but will have an inconsistent look and often take more time, resources, and money. Honestly, custom labels will be uniform and professional and it will save you time. So order in bulk and also shift your mindset to think bigger. You will eventually need all those labels and you'll be saving on the cost per label. Number two, use email marketing people. Your content will directly reach people's inboxes. Even if they don't open your emails, they will always see your brand name and remember it in the future. You should decide on a regular schedule for you that makes sense for your brand and send out newsletters consistently and sprinkle in additional emails when relevant, such as market schedules or holiday sales. Also remember that it's all about the subject line. Don't be afraid to use AI to help generate ideas for subject lines that will get people to open your emails even more. And number three, don't just push your products. Share your story and give your customers a reason to connect with you and therefore open up those wallets. Sharing your why is how you connect with people and build a strong brand. Sharing your story through email marketing and on your website is always the smartest thing to do, and it gives people a reason to support your business. If SOS has helped your business, I would love to hear from you. The best thing you can do to help spread the word is give us a five, that's right, five-star rating, and remember to leave a review, which helps the algorithm bump us up in the charts. Also, remember to tell your friends. You can follow me on Instagram at Sonia Rasula. That's S-O-N-J-A-R-A-S-U-L-A. And you can follow my business at Unique Markets. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, make sure to subscribe. And if you're listening on Spotify, make sure to follow. And thanks so much for listening. 